0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron here. And before we kick this thing off, I just want to take one moment to formally thank everyone for their support for this little project. It has been a great opportunity to get to know, online and in person, this wonderful group of fun, enthusiastic listeners, other creators, and just Transformers fans in general. Sincerely, thank you for being a partner, sharing your ideas, and helping us execute and promote this ridiculous waste of time. Of course, and you got to see this one coming. A special shout-out to Mr. Mike Seibert, an amazing, sweet, wonderful fellow. I would uh, kick the ghost of the iconic moment off the couch anytime to make space for that lug. Hoping we get a chance to link up again much sooner than later. Uh, like we've said a dozen ways on this recording, stay with us. We'll be back soon, and thanks
1: for everything. Hello, listeners. I'm Casey Kasem. Well, it's finally here, the day we all wished for, the end of this miserable circle jerk of an excuse of entertainment. Oh, these three shit weasels say they're going to record more episodes, but let's face facts, the tiny little sawed off one with the potty mouth is only about a month away from liver failure anyway. It doesn't matter how low you set your standards, listeners, I'm sure you'll find this episode the biggest disappointment since the series finale of Seinfeld. So settle in for the last episode of the minute-by-minute minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers the movie. Fuck these games.
0: I feel like I need a rum refill. Mm.
1: I might need a little refresher. I'll do an intro
0: and we can pause. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your weekly podcast that delivered (laughs) a
2: a minute-by-minute breakdown
0: of the 1986 Transformers movie. I'm your host, Aaron, and with me are two guys who I've known. I did the math on this. It wasn't that hard, actually. (laughs) I don't want to take too much credit. 33 years uh, since the age of seven. These wonderful I men. I thought you were
1: going to say consent. That's <laughs> the age of...
0: And before, even. Yes. Uh, we are boys. The, the, the... I'll call, uh, uh, boys to men.
2: Is a, a phrase. It's, it's a phrase that
0: gets t- tossed around every now and again. And, but it's real with us, guys. We were boys.
1: Uh, and now we're men. <laughs> we're biologically men.
0: Uh, we've grown up. to uh, Many adventures together. We've been there for, I think, our most transformational good. Periods. Oh, That's it,
1: gentlemen. Please introduce okay. yourselves. You worked on that for, what, a minute?
0: <laughs> I, mean, I was trying to make something a little more tender. Sure. I'm
1: Ryan. Hi, and I'm Caleb. A little more heartfelt. These, I, were, these last two intros have really been phoned in.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I'll tell you what. They're you know, fine. They're good. Thanks, Caleb. They're not. Ryan. <laughs> They're not good at all. I'm not a fan oh. of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, I, I, I thought of this. Uh, I, actually, I did have a big drawn-out thing that I wrote out and scripted that was pretty amazing and I realized that it wasn't true and it was built around the premise (laughs) it was built around the premise of us not being I think that the offensive uh, term for it is Eskimo Brothers and the unoffensive term is Bang Brothers Uh, it's really all offensive but it was built around the premise that we've known each other so long, but none of us have uh, had intercourse with the same woman. And I really built it out. And I was like, I, on this premise of, of truth. But it is true. Well, I mean, as, uh, you're right. it is. I don't know that. but And I, I guess I'm happy to be in the dark on that. But, <laughs> but, but, but it's, it, I think that it's true from the standpoint of n- not all three of us. <laughs>
2: Oh, all have, have had sex in the same woman. The same that's woman. probably but true. But
0: I know that th- th- two people—I <laughs> won't say of us because I don't want to uh, <laughs>
1: talk about it.
0: I don't want to crowd. Well, i, <laughs> I shouldn't want to talk about it. And I also—but <laughs> I also don't want to lump myself in the the the, the shared uh, uh, po- the pussy posse. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway,
1: anyway, like, any we're not all.
0: Th- we're not. I don't we're not. Like we're not. We're not. Calling. We're not bang triplets but i do think there are some eskimo <laughs> twins in the house and don't, we don't, we I definitely don't like should not get into, into that i have never that should be that edited and out and that is uh, a
1: horrible what a hor- it's all well like- i mean
0: it's it's rooted in i what i think is a uh, Culture. I mean, it is. You can call it a stereotype that's been translated into a dumb racist joke. But I, I think there is Inuit uh part of Inuit culture. Like wife sharing is a part of that. You think a, a part? Well, no. And I, I, I in anthropology, I took anthropology in okay. college, and I like. Okay. uh It's like like the like when it, when it, when a person would come into from outside of the community. And if they were a person of note that was, you know, friendly with the leader of the of the of the group. Oh, Jesus. It it was a thing to offer it, your wife up to them. Hey, Well, but I mean they're bought in I mean and even, it's maybe hate. it's a patriarchy that's bad of sorts, but it's just part of the cult. it let's, is part of the culture. Let's,
3: let's not forget. It's cold up there.
1: <laughs> 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 Do we have any Inuit listeners, you think?
0: Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And I apologize if I've wrecked my understanding of your culture, but I recall that from anthropology. But at any rate, I had a whole thing going on how, like, I can't believe after 30 years, but it's just not true. (laughs) And <laughs> yes. I, I, I will on. say and it, is, it, it is. It is true for me. It is true for me. He's not, saying
1: that Caleb and I have had sex with the same woman. You
3: can't believe. Yeah, not at the same time though. But, no, not, not yet. <laughs> but, but you. But, but yeah, that's you not say, what it takes to you be saying, a, to though, be a, a bang brother. You, are you, you saying you can't believe? the the three of us have not had sex with yes, the same I guess person. that is a
0: good point. Why like does Wha- every person that's known each other for 30 years is just just I, <laughs> like, I think that's a, maybe maybe a Of course we've all fucked I know, the same girl. It's crazy. Yeah. It's guys? crazy. Maybe in know. a really
1: I'm sure in really small towns it's unusual. That's true. Yeah, and we're not the biggest no. town, but
0: but uh, it was funny when I thought that none of us actually did it, and I had a whole thing written out, oh, like I, see I had that. a whole like my whole intro was predicated it was on out it, the window. and then I realized, that, and and out the window in a big obvious way that like yes.
1: how how did how did I even get started on this path?
0: <laughs> but
1: anyway, I will say I don't understand what the whole like culture of uh, now like. There, It's also, it's big with rappers and stuff, like, running trains on women. And I'm like, why do you want your girlfriend to fuck all your friends? No, I don't like that.
0: Well, yeah, I think that's part of a machismo of its time. I don't don't get off on that stuff. um, Oh, I watch it 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 masturbate, but I think it's weird. (laughs) It (laughs) dates, I mean, in, like, gangster rap culture, like, the early Dr. Dre stuff. Ain't no fun if my homies can't have none. Like, that type of, like, sexist, and I would garner that Dr. Dre's wife isn't. <laughs> Does not like that sign off on it. <laughs> I, I don't but 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 I, like I, I it was a thing. Like it was basically just say we're so tough.
3: Yeah, we're so tough and fucking manly that we don't give a fuck about girls. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to cross any bodies. I don't want to get on Dr. Dre's uh, bad side. Or well, I mean, he's uh, listening
1: to this and just throws the, his I beats would say, down. I would and, say
0: that Dr. Dre probably disowns parts of his past, and that's as okay. we all do. But. but uh, yeah, it was part of the culture. I don't know how it came up here. Where are we going? Yep. Bang Brothers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have, I definitely Eskimo haven't. Twins. I definitely haven't Googled, or not Googled, but I definitely haven't put in the it's search a... bar on X-Videos, run and train. <laughs> I haven't done that.
0: So, ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time listening... Welcome to the show. Uh, this is, uh, Why kind did of, you
1: start here? Yeah,
0: this is kind of awkward and all, but you shouldn't be here. We've been covering the 1986 animated Transformers movie, minute by minute, for the last 85 weeks, and you, my friend, are at the very last week. That's, That's not great. very fun, is it? So my recommendation is to uh, go start for this from the beginning. We're not really modern, pop-cultural oriented, so it won't feel dated, <laughs> uh, at least... It won't feel any more dated than talking about a 31-year-old movie is to begin with. But but uh, start with episode zero. Give it a go. It certainly gets better as it develops like a, like a fine wine left open. And, and, and that's I the, like
1: to think it gets better and then starts to get worse. It, it is deteriorating for sure.
0: It does develop. And if you love long road trips, I think we'd be happy to be your companion. Absolutely. Put I us will, in your ear hole. I will say that... Wh- One of us is kind of heavy-handed with the sexual innuendo. So, if you don't like that kind of humor, I guess, don't move on. But also, don't listen in front of your kids.
1: Definitely don't listen with your kids.
0: Uh, uh, From TFCon, it it is a very family-oriented thing. It was amazing. And it also takes me back to when we saw the movie in the theater, and there was like a 12-year-old girl that was right next to us, and she knew every
3: word of the movie. It was like fascinating to me. Who would think that kids would go watch things about (laughs) toys?
1: Yeah, but now it's there's like no. You guys toy- are like
3: perplexed.
1: <laughs> but there's no toy like. But it's no not show. relevant culturally. There's no show. There's on no reason currently. it should be
0: relevant. Like I feel like children, was- childhood is built on relevance. Like, like kids, everything else is history. Trying to talk to like my own stepkids about Transformers is basically me trying to talk about history. And unless you have a fascination on the topic, there's no inherent value. Pop I- culture is, it. What's in the now is what matters to children because that's just how they operate.
1: I am curious as to how the younger people who weren't even alive whenever Transformers was in the 80s, uh, like how they get into it. Like, let us know if we like younger listeners. How did you come to enjoy this in such a way? Because we just enjoyed it because we had three channels and this was on. Yeah, we didn't have channel, but it was good. Though. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's I loved good. it. So
0: I guess uh, to really put a, the lid on this trash can, <laughs> uh, we're closed. This is the movie project, and it is closing today, right now. But this is just one project of mm-hmm. the greater Autopod Decepticast. So do not hit that unsubscribe button. <laughs> uh, we'll continue to create fresh content, but admittedly at a reduced volume. Uh, yeah. How reduced? Don't know. Probably something like fifty to seventy-five percent. But that's still, I mean, monthly content. Come on, and, and it's gold. It's still better than it's most. Still so gold. Hey, take what you get.
1: Oh, it's free. <laughs> yeah.
0: And do uh, well, you know
1: what isn't free? Our
0: merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful transition. I'll jump ahead. Uh, in our store, we have a cup recruitment poster. That's good stuff. Illustrated by none other than APDC's own Ryan Jet for $15 plus shipping. There's also the APDC pin series, number one, $8.50 plus shipping. Illustrated and designed by Ryan and me.
2: hmm Five Aaron. pin set.
0: So we appreciate your patronage as proceeds will go to keeping this website alive. Maybe getting us to cons. Right, and I'm not saying that to beg for money, but mm-hmm. I am saying we are providing value in the form of merchandise. I will definitely. And I do believe money. that our merchandise has value in the form of good, it's good material and sure. content. And if you'd like to buy it, it will help support and this I, on an ongoing basis. There's some basis. other stuff
1: I think we're going to put up there pretty soon, and I've got some new posters I'm drawing. So
0: I've got some new button ideas, no, I'm, well, I'm and I have poster ideas and T-shirt ideas.
1: You know, just a quick sidebar on Johnny Utah that that uh, he had that uh, that press package. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, on Twitter. That was awesome. The press pack from Transformers the movie, and he got it signed, signed. by Flint, Flint, Flint. Dilly mm-hmm. and is looking to get it signed by Ron Freeman. He got that for 10 bucks at, at a Motor City con back in 2006 or seven, I think. Wow.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. I wonder what that would go for today. Oh, I wonder oh, what he could lot. offload it for. Like a thousand? No, I don't know about that much,
1: but it definitely wouldn't be a Sawbuck. This
0: stuff isn't that important. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is true. I feel like, I don't know what the most expensive... Let me just Google this real quick. My question is, what is the most expensive Transformer? What we're seeing here is a—this is way inflated uh, Metroplex, but it's the, from the modern era of Titan, Titan. returns. Uh, that, I, ha- I have that, it in my corner. I paid probably no more than $150 for that, and it looks like for almost $500 it's being listed somewhere. Jesus Christ. I think, no, that's, no, no. I think that's inflated. That just came out in the market, so the market is actually flooded with those things. Somebody is being a douche. Okay, like here's an old Jetfire. $159. That's a— that's an original, vintage, 98% complete eBay jet. It's missing fire. a toe For 100 <laughs> That would be awkward, because <laughs> it's just one big foot. <laughs> $160. I would wager that's probably in the middle somewhere. Yeah. I bet you there's old school, old Transformers that... Stuff in box. I bet you $500 is a, a pretty probably. reasonable cap on some of that. Those of you who collect old toys, let us know. I don't know where I was going with that, but we have to- we have things for sale, and they're relatively cheap compared to this Jetfire. <laughs> this, this 98% complete. And, and this asshole who's trying to sell <laughs> a modern Aero Metroplex for $500 when, shit, I'd give it away for $300, <laughs> and I don't even want to give it away. DM us, <laughs> but I know it's not worth that much. Last episode recap, we talked about animation. We talked about the between folk, the background folk, the camera folk. Oh, man, I just... The color folk. (laughs) Oh, no! I can't believe when I typed that. That didn't occur to you? I didn't realize the implications. (laughs) The ink and paint folk, the Xerox folk, the continuity folk. And today, we're going to close it out with the business end. And, Ryan, I I believe you took on the topic of uh, a Marvel and Sunbow production, which is something, as my notes... (laughs) I think you... Indicate? It, 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 we, we did not give that proper justice when we first oh, started. I mean, it was like the first thing to
1: tackle. We mm-hmm. didn't really have a process. It was like sure. episode four or something, and uh, we really miffed it whenever I asked the question of, did that did Marvel become Marvel Studios or production or whatever, the modern Marvel, um, this was bought by Disney, but yeah, I mean... What's the background? I assume okay. you have something on this. I do. I'm going right. to take, Wonderful. again, once again, I'm going to take these in reverse order, or actually I'm not. Never mind. I'm going with Sunbow first. (laughs) So, uh, Sunbow basically was synonymous in uh, co-producing projects with Marvel Productions in the 80s and 90s. They did some other things, but it was mainly Hasbro toy lines. Um, They used Toei Animation in conjunction with, I don't know how to say this. Is it ACOM or ACOM? ACOM. ACOM, Nelson Shin's Animation Studio. Yeah. Um, after Transformers the Movie and My Little Pony the movie were flops, G.I. Joe, colon the movie, was released direct-to-video, which is something I didn't know. I yeah. didn't realize I didn't get a theatrical release. I feel like I knew that without knowing it formally. Yeah. I just, that I was kind of surprised. Um, they also worked with TMS Entertainment to produce Visionaries, Knights of the Magical Light, which was created by Flint Dilly. And I have a ton to say about that on one of our special episodes. Oh, cool. Um, TMS, TMS... Also produced one of our favorite season three episodes. Can you guess which one it is?
0: Uh Call the promotion Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a high water mark. Honestly, I know it's like bad. It is very bad. But, but I feel like the illustrations are just so amazing. Except for
1: that that prediking best slash I, worst drawing. I of love predaking. That predaking I do drawing. too, but it's so jacked up. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I
0: love the like crazy proportions and foreshortening. I yeah. Think it's, I think it's. It's as anime as It's it very anime. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, it was, they also produced The Tick. Uh, the animated uh, show The Tick. Uh, it was fine, Sunbow was finally bought by Sony in 98, but in 2008, Hasbro obtained the rights to all Sunbow, Sunbow productions um, of animated series based on Hasbro properties. Okay. So they own all that again. Interesting. The full history of Marvel productions is just, it's almost impenetrably boring and complicated. Don't turn off the podcast. But because I put it in brief and I've just hit the high marks, Um, it's basically a lot of mergers and acquisitions. Uh, It all began way back in 1963 as DePatty Freeling Enterprises, which sounds
3: like what?
0: DePatty Freeling? (laughs) DePatty Freeling, which
1: sounds like a shady sausage company,
0: (laughs) I guess. Is that two owners, DePatti and yes, Freeling? I'm,
1: well, Triple Threat director, producer, composer Fritz Freeling and executive David H. DePatti okay. were employees of Warner Brothers cartoons, and whenever it shut down, they basically became Warner Brothers Studios. Like, they hired all the cartoonists and everything from Warner Brothers. Okay. Um, prior to the sale uh, to Marvel Comics Group in 81, DFE produced animation and special effects mostly. Uh, one, some for Transformers d- director Nelson Shin in the opening titles of Pink Panther and the lightsaber effects for Star Wars. Um, inflation overwork basically they got sh- they they had to sell to Marvel Comics, i.e. Marvel Productions. Marvel Productions was sold to New World Pictures in '86 uh, and incorporated as Marvel Entertainment Group, and then sold to News Corp and finally purchased by Disney in 2001 with. The acquisition of Marvel Studios that Disney just recently bought brings it all home. And so, I mean, uh, so in answer to the question I asked 80 episodes ago. Episode one.
0: All right. uh, Moving on. So the the next thing that appears is the Marvel and uh,
1: Sunbow production uh, logos. Uh, What do you guys know about these? Well, which is this? Did this? Is this Marvel Productions? Did this become Marvel Studios? Or is it a. Do we know? Well, it seems like somebody should have done research on that. <laughs> oh, I'm just before, now thinking. This is where I Marvel Productions did become Marvel Entertainment, but only after uh, this is a very roundabout. Yeah, process. only about a hundred a, a mergers, and this bummed me out. Just re- anytime I read about like studios and stuff, I'm like, oh, corporations just own everything. It's great. So that evil mouse, that evil capitalist mouse. As yeah. as it now, I have a different take on uh, the evils of capitalism. But
0: uh, well, the, whatever.
2: I, I take
1: capitalism <laughs> as like that that quote of uh, Winston Churchill's, who said like, "Democracy is the worst form of government, except for all the rest." Right. I kind of feel that way about capitalism. I mean, I mean well, it's, it's the worst true. form of economy, except for all the others. Well, yeah, because I mean, it's the only
0: form of economy that really, uh, to date, provides the most possible opportunity. Yeah, the, except that like a, seven corporations a, own
1: everything, and I hate it. Well, I mean. Yeah. Nah, alright that's it for Marvel Studios I think I'm up next stu- too with Dolby Studio with why don't Dolby. you get into it which uh, I'm surprised I never wondered what Dolby meant and well right be. away I figured out oh it's just a brand name <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Mr. Dolby made it all right. that's not true Jonathan Dolby <laughs> I know that I said the full history of Marvel productions was boring but this is like professional level I just want to give you guys a taste of when, what what I was up against when I started researching this uh basically re- like it was like reading an algebra book for fun so here's a little taste the center channel information is carried by both lt and rt in phase and surround channel information by both lt and rt but out of phase this gives good compatibility with both mono playback which reproduces l c and r from the mono speaker at c at a level three decibel higher than LRR, but surround information it cancels it out so here's the cliff notes. Dolby was already producing, uh, providing theaters with a Dolby A like noise reduction, so that was their foot in the door. But the theaters were still using um, audio that was developed in like the 30s. That was a system. Basically, it was just a two channel left and right stereo. Yeah, I said, well, it wasn't. It wasn't really.
3: Oh, I understand.
1: Um, so Fake stereo. I'll be honest. I don't. I even after reading this a hundred times, I didn't really understand it. It's like when I tried playing the guitar. If I'm not immediately good at something, I just give up. So. The first movie, like basically, they worked with Kodak and made a better system. That's all you need to know. <laughs> okay. The um, so the first movie to use it was 1976's "A Star Is Born." Mm. the The romantic drama between Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. And mostly the larger theaters to begin with installed the system, but that all flipped in 1977 when Star Wars came out. Star Wars pivots a bunch of shit. Really? And so basically the smaller theaters started buying it up, and it was also backwards compatible so they could play movies that didn't have the new system too. It was breakthrough. I
0: mean, Star Wars and... George Lucas, you have to give him credit where credit is due as much, sure. and, and, and I get, they get a lot of shit. It changed the game. They, yeah, totally. No, like it,
1: uh, I mean, there's a higher level of special like, effects. It was like Jaws changed the game for now we have blockbuster uh, movies right. in the summer, right? where previously right. it was just yeah. a throwaway time. It's breakthrough. breakthrough. Um, so the Dolby consultants, as opposed to technical advisors, it seems like Dolby consultants actually do something. And like you said, Aaron, where you're talking about Xerox, um, the Dolby consultants are basically, they are employed by Dolby and they give them out to theater, they support directors and exhibitors and other industry professionals. Okay. Um, and this this is kind of the same way of saying it, but I liked the way this BB article quoted it Dolby consultants travel internationally from Bollywood to Hollywood to ensure that the soundtrack gets shipped with the film meets the highest standards. I, like I just it. like the Bollywood yeah, to Hollywood. Bollywood part. to Hollywood. <laughs> Somebody wrote that and was like, yep, save. That's gold. <laughs> um, so I I don't know if I'm on the next part. I, oh, I am. I am. the the the, the, the Dolby consultants, oh. James Jim Fitzpatrick worked on a ton of stuff. He started with Girls Just Want to Have Fun, which starred Mrs. Matthew Broderick. He murdered somebody. Well, he didn't murder. He accidentally killed some people in a car crash. <laughs> Matthew Broderick did. Yeah, in Ireland. After, uh, after uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was in Ireland, and then he says he doesn't remember the crash at all, but he had a car head-on collision, and uh, two people died. Was he responsible? No responsible? Um, he was like financially responsible, but with no criminal charges.
0: Oh, what a terrible thing to have to live with. He seems and, like he, he's very of-
1: haunted by it.
0: Oh man, I can see that by looking at him. <laughs> like honestly, that kind of clarifies a lot of things in, in my head in my head about Matty Broderick. Really? Well, I don't I don't know. Know. I anyway, got you know.
1: the like, <laughs> like obviously I know that's he minutes. was with his co host, like his, his, the girl who played his sister in that movie. They were dating at the time, and she was in the car crash. She was a passenger. Um, uh, uh, I can't uh, remember. Jennifer.
0: Her
2: name. Tilly.
0: No. No. Uh, what is her name? I don't remember. She did a couple movies, D- Dirty, Dance, Dirty not, Dancing. Dirty but, Dancing. But then she got a nose job. What yep. is her name?
1: I don't know. You keep looking at so, me like I'm going to know. Uh, Jennifer Gray. Jennifer Gray. All right, we got that. Anyway, he did Commando, My Little Pony, Transformers, Jumpin' Jack Flash, and Mannequin. Uh, Then he moves over to be a re-recording mixer. Um, He did Who? (laughs) Oh, God. I I wrote Why Why Framed Framed Roger Roger Rabbit Rabbit. in my notes. That's a different one. That's an existential question. (laughs) I would do a minute-by-minute Who Framed Roger
0: Rabbit. That would be fun. I'm passionate enough about that movie to do a minute-by-minute podcast. Are you
1: ready, Caleb? Mm, Yep. (laughs) <laughs> Ghostbusters 2, The Simpsons, Space Jam, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Show, Eight-Legged Freaks, Mad Men, and the bulk of the series on Family Guy and American Dad. Huh.
2: Hmm. Cool, cool, He's
1: still alive. He's only 66. He just had a birthday on the 21st of October. Happy birthday, He's Jim. younger than my dad. Um, Klaus Weidemann. Weidemann. Definitely not as much work as Fitzpatrick, but he did work on I some... I would go with Weedman. Weedman I bet you that middle E is silent. I don't know. All right. Uh, he worked on Soul Man, which is controversial, although I think it's mostly by people who haven't seen it. That is the, uh, who is the lead in that movie? Uh, oh, man, I can't remember But his he
0: name. is blackface throughout the movie. It is Yes. A, uh, it is a, we won't call it minstrel necessarily, it's, but it's in, oh, it's certainly well, in that tradition if, if if all blackface is in that tradition.
1: It, if you watch the movie, it's really, it's a caution, uh, it's basically, it is a, about how, stupid white he's a rich white dude and how he doesn't he didn't understand what black people went through like Raidon chong who is um, a mixed actor and she she taught she defends the movie and she was like basically the only reason anybody got a problem with it is because spike lee jumped all over it even though he hadn't seen it
0: I feel like that movie played on rotation on Comedy Central yeah. a lot. I mean, I, it's a satire. And, it is. and and, and I uh, obviously nobody would be playing that for like a like hilarious effect against black people in a modern
1: era. It's Certainly, the opposite. It's and, the opposite. Uh, exactly. So anyway, moving on. He did The Running Man, Three Men and a Baby, Planes Trains and Automobiles and Serpent in the Rainbow, which I used to masturbate with. I don't know anything about that. It is. Uh, I guess it has pretty women in it? It's Bill Pullman, and there's a f- fairly hot sex scene. Okay, all right. It's about voodoo. So, so you've whacked it to Bill Pullman? Yeah, I wasn't looking at him. <laughs> well, but I, I'm not even. Uh-huh. Well, so what if you were? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm just I cannot watch ID4 without getting turgid. <laughs> Who's got next? Oh, uh, id
3: Your logos. All right, logos. so. Logos. All right, so. Well, that... <laughs> So I've got logos, and the first one we have is the uh, first one over there, the Motion Picture uh, Association of America logo. Uh, lo- I love that logo. It's yeah, great. it's uh, we've seen it all our lives and everything mm-hmm. ever very, made. It's uh, very yeah. ingrained. So about the uh, Motion Picture Association of America, let's see here. It's uh, an American trade association representing the six major film studios in Hollywood. Founded in 1922, uh, its original goal was to ensure the viability of the American film industry. What does that mean? Uh, basically, <laughs> basically <laughs> but but Caleb, what does it mean? Well, in addition, uh, it, it established guidelines So basically, it, it established guidelines for film content, which resulted in the creation of the Production Code in 1930. This code, also known as the Hayes Code, was replaced by a voluntary film rating system in 1968 that we know now. Which is managed by the Classification and Rating Administration. It's
1: a terrible administration.
3: Yeah. So they have a they they the the association at least earlier in the 20th century walked a fine line about protecting the right of the film industry to uh, protecting them against censorship, but also establishing censorship. It's kind of mm-hmm. a weird uh, fence that they walk. Well, but anyway, they, they they helped.
0: They were a voice in what the guardrails were. Sure. And you have to. I'm sure they want to voice more on the freedom of the artist side of things, sure. But right, you know that you have to uh, event you have to come to a middle ground somewhere, right? And they want to make sure that middle ground gives them as much freedom as possible. That's right. So some background
3: on this: in 1922, after several risque films and a series of off-screen scandals. The studios enlisted uh, Hayes, who was a Presbyterian elder, to rehabilitate Hollywood's image. Oh, God. Um, Hollywood in the 20s was badgered by a number of widespread scandals, such as the murder of William Desmond Taylor and the alleged rape of Virginia Rappe by a popular movie star, Roscoe Fatty Arbuckle. Um, I've heard of that? So there was a lot of right. condemnation. Yeah. There was a lot of condemnation. That definitely <laughs> happened. So anyway. Um, I found a, a you know to spare you the details of all that. I did find some interesting pre-code do don'ts and be careful. Oh, as those pr- are in quotes. as proposed don'ts in 1927. Yeah, so here's some don'ts. Um, basically, they're saying and this is
0: these are don'ts to uh, the the don't reason these exist
3: is to protect studios from lawsuits. Uh, yeah, and just kind of a general uh, key points of don'ts. Okay. You know, don't do this um, for the, the, the for the good of you know. The industry. Yeah, and don't create outrage in public, which included pointed profanity, such as including the words good, um, not good, which (laughs) included the words God, Lord, Jesus Christ, hell, damn. uh, Hell. Yeah. um, Any uh, licentious or suggestive nudity, uh, illegal traffic of drugs, white slavery. Oh, only white slavery. Miscegenation. Which you know, sex relationships That's between mixing white and black of the and races, race. sex, any mention of sex hygiene, uh, <laughs> ridicule of the clergy, good God, uh, and then and then um, be, the be carefuls, uh, be careful when you use the flag, be careful, <laughs> be careful with the use of uh, firearms, uh, you know, methods of smuggling, uh, um, sedition. Um, so you, you, get, the Id, you mm-hmm. get the idea. And so the code, that wasn't the code, that was before the code. And so pre-code, um, like there was some weird ones, like a famous shot from the 1903 film The Great Train Robbery. Mm. Scenes where criminals aimed the guns at the camera were considered inappropriate by the New York State Censor Board in the 20s and, and usually removed. Like wow. You, yeah. Um, eventually, though, they there was outrage in the Hollywood industry produced a code right. to to kind of they were trying protect to, themselves exactly. from that. But also... It probably wasn't... It's the, not legally the, binding. The, the code, it's just a standard of right. ethics and the, of, and the that code they're trying to enforce. And they couldn't... It was impossible to enforce. So by the... you know the, the, the production code, the Hays Coast, declined. And Hollywood, like, continued to work within the confines of that code throughout the 50s. But the industry was faced with competitive threats from te- from television, mm. which did not require Americans to leave their home to watch moving pictures... And, uh, and also um, there was, you know, foreign film, films that, you know, didn't have to adhere to that. And so eventually they did away with it and produced the, the guidelines, that we, the rating system that we have today. You Which know. is
1: just wonderful and yeah. arbitrary. So
3: by the late 60s, uh, enforcement became impossible and, uh, you know, they abandoned it and uh, they started working with the uh, system that we have today. So there, that is the, the uh, Motion Picture Association of America's... Nice. The next one we have is Technicolor. Technicolor is a series of color motion picture processes. Um, Technicolor became known and celebrated for its highly saturated color and was initially most commonly used for filming musicals such as The Wizard of Oz, uh, The Adventures of Robin Hood, Gone with the Wind. Uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and Fantasia. Mm. Um, the the process, though, was uh, very uh, complicated back then. Uh, Hollywood made so much use of Technicolor in 29 and 30 that many believed the, fe- the feature film industry would soon be turning out color films exclusively. But by 1931, however, the Great Depression took its toll on oh. the movie industry, which began to cut back on the expenses, and therefore the production of color films decreased dramatically by 1932. Huh. Um, and they take for granted it, costed uh, money. it
1: cost money to do that shit. Well, that's why then. Kevin Smith shot in black and white, just because it was a lot cheaper. Right. Yeah.
3: The camera itself simultaneously exposed three strips of black and white film, each of which recorded a different color of the spectrum, and mm-hmm. then you combine that. The last Technicolor feature film was produced in 1955. So, quickly talking about the early adoption of Technicolor by Disney for animation... Uh, Walt Disney shot one of his uh, Silly Symphony cartoons, Flowers and Trees, in it, you know, and it received, it was a big success and won the first Academy Award for Animated Short Film. All subsequent Silly Symphonies from 1933 were also shot on the three strip process. So here's something interesting about Technicolor that kind of led to its demise in doing, uh, working with feature films. Uh, film studios could not purchase technicolor cameras they could only writ, rent, rent yeah. them and with complete with camera technicians and a color supervisor uh often on many early productions the supervisor was natalie colmas ex-wife of herbert colmas and part owner of the company directors had great difficult working with her uh <laughs> she couldn't she wouldn't people would say i can't do anything right in her eyes so basically her presence there just kind of ran it into the ground oh great <laughs> and um One of the last American films printed by Technicolor was The Godfather Part II. The the Technicolor company remained highly successful in film processing and later became involved in video and audio duplication. Um, It's still around today, obviously. It's now owned by a French company. It's called Technicolor SA. Hmm. It's been rebranded and obviously still used for a lot of animation. That's Technicolor. Our final uh, logo, which is the International Alliance of Theatrical and Stage Employees. This is the labor. This is the union. Gotcha. This is the union. The International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. I like that logo
0: as well. It's yeah. pretty
3: good, too. It's a labor union representing over 140,000 technicians, artisans, and craftspersons in the entertainment industry, including live theater, motion picture, and television production and trade shows. It was formed all the way back in 1893. Jesus Christ. uh, uh and so, um, oh. basically... Um, and basically as soon as recording things on film, it, visually...
0: Stage, and... stage. Oh, okay, it, okay. It, it was
3: founded in 1893 when representatives, representatives of stagehands working in 11 cities met in New York and pledged to support each other's efforts to establish fair wages and working conditions for their members. Something I thought was kind of entertaining was, in 1886, union members went on strike in New York City under the Theatrical Protective Union of New York... After producers filled the positions of strikers with less skilled strike breakers, actors refused to work due to the sets falling apart. (laughs) (laughs) And with the support of the actors behind... Behind the strikers, they succeeded in most of their requests. Um, (laughs) And we don't need to use nails. Oh, yeah, now we, yeah, so they... they, uh,
1: Just lean it up against it.
0: Duct tape didn't exist, but they were using whatever the equivalent of that was. (laughs) Yeah,
3: and uh, so then finally uh, there's the AFL-CIO. Which supports the the union there. And the FLCL, The FLCO is just a big organization of unions. Oh, okay. All so right. it's a union of unions. It, essentially. So that's all I pretty much have there. You know, something I was thinking about, though, is we haven't heard from somebody in a while.
2: Oh? You know. Uh, what are you talking about? All right. So, okay. We can. We can... I'm the ghost of the iconic moment. <laughs> You know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that oh shit! Hey. That's a sound I hey. thought I'd never
0: hear again. Hey, guys. Oh my god, you're I here in studio. Heard
2: you were wrapping up the show. Yeah,
0: what well, you doing yeah. here?
2: Well, I, I was in prison. Uh, yeah, and that's true. I remember, true. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that very How, succinct uh, and what uh, deliberate uh, call from prison. I
0: don't know that we ever got to the bottom of what caused you to get to prison, but anyway, I don't well, know if that's what you're here to well, talk I, about. Hold on. Uh You were in prison. Yeah,
2: I was in prison. <laughs> yes, I, I got out of prison on good boo behavior.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's.
2: That's yeah, beautiful. well done. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's great. Thanks. Great, I'm glad.
2: Thanks for having me on the show. I
1: mean, we didn't ask you, but
0: <laughs> yeah, it's fine. No, it was
2: okay. yeah. I wrote a song.
1: Oh God! Now you
2: are just, a musician. I Go am. Ahead. Yeah. I, I, was I forget that. I forget. I, I forget I what you around. are. Yeah, I'm going to talk about all of this. So, <laughs> I wrote a song, and I just you know really appreciate everything that you know. Are you I asking for the opportunity show. to perform that song? So no, I mean I'm not asking anything. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> so. Let's see here. It's
1: a folk song.
2: Yesterday <laughs> All my troubles seem so far away
0: This is really good. Working
2: mm-hmm. retail always got me paid Oh, oh I'm lately, And Yesterday I'm mm. Suddenly <laughs> I'm not half the ghost I used to Christ. Heavy smoke cloud hanging over me, <laughs> caused by smoking too much weed. <laughs> Why she had to go, I don't know. She wouldn't say.
3: <laughs> she
2: <laughs> brings guys over though oh, and God. makes out in my hallway. <laughs> Yesterday, riding private jets with Dr. Dre. <laughs> I'm in 12 step now with Gucci Mane. Wish he'd make up with Flock of Flame. <laughs> why I go to jail? I know, but my lawyers advise me not to say. <laughs> That's
1: why we keep
2: them. I did. Something wrong Now I'm prison sex Buffet oh God. Yesterday Debt to society I did repay So I'm out of jail And need to pray <laughs> To all and now Five times a day <laughs> And now I need a place to stay. Oh, shit. Oh, so what, shit. Do you, what do you say, guys? Uh, I, I got out and don't have a place. I want I to know. What do, you, what do you say? I, I haunt on the cheap. <laughs> okay. Maybe, uh, maybe we can work something out. If you job. would have showed up
0: a month ago, that would yeah. have been all, like perfect.
2: Well, hard, like to, hard to show up Halloween when season. I'm still in jail a month ago. <laughs>
0: well, I need, mm. hey, maybe a
2: reference for me. I'm applying at Burlington Burlington Coat Factory as holiday help.
0: Sweet. TJ
2: Maxx and Chico's won't return my calls.
0: uh, You left them
1: unceremoniously.
2: Give me a dollar. (laughs) What do you say?
1: I will give you one dollar to leave.
2: Sears can go suck a dick. Okay, great. Poof!
1: So, so, Ghost, uh,
0: before you go, I know you, you said poop. let's well, <laughs> getting cut out. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm really happy to see you again, uh, by the way. Uh, your adventures, uh, you lived the life I wish I'd lived. I mean, how... Really? And, and it, and it started from a place of misery, but now you're just fucking bald. It
1: bawling. doesn't seem like he's in a good position at all. I, yeah. I he's just, homeless and asking
2: for money. I can tell you all about it if you let me stay over tonight.
1: You can sleep on the futon.
0: You can have a place on my couch.
2: Thanks, man. That's oh, good. All right.
0: Would you like to be in the podcast, the rest of the podcast with us, or would you like to kind I would, of take a nap? As a member of the podcast, <laughs> I would not like that. Okay. Right. See you tomorrow. <laughs> good night.
2: Good night. Poof. Poo.
0: <laughs> that was great. Uh, guys, I uh, never
1: heard the ghost's uh, work. Yeah, I hadn't heard it. Purposefully, I was avoiding it, but... Oh, you know, man. I was forced into it. <laughs> uh, well, as we
0: traverse the credits here, we, uh, we've we passed the weird motion picture logos, and that was a fascinating history. We're getting to the registration marks. There's two here. One for Transformers is a registered trademark of Hasbro. Uh, most people by now are familiar with the general story of Hasbro, seeking licensable property at the Tokyo Toy Show. Yep. They discovered the Microman and, uh, and Diaclone lines, bring them to the U.S. In, in, in the form of the Transformers. And on TFW 2005, there's a great set of articles of 30 years of Transformers in 30 days, and oh. it's a fun read. I look it up. It was published around 2014, celebrating the 30th anniversary of the franchise, but they go into a lot of detail, and of course there's TF University out there as well. But ad agency Griffin Bacall, that was commissioned to uh, come up with how these toys would be adapted for the United States, it's generally accepted that it was their idea to make the robots main characters versus being kind of a human-driven mecha thing. Right. Also, the concept of like two warring factions, Jay Bacall, who was the son of... Of the company's founder, Joe Bacall. He is credited with giving the toy line its name. The Transformers. Oh (laughs) the Transformers. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I got lost for a second. I did a lot of trademark searches actually as part of this exercise. For those who might have any passing interest in it, you can go to the there's a website, USPTO.gov. They have a database called TESS, and that's the Trademark Electronic Search System, and you can look up anything and just figure out if you could own it. Basically, that's how I look oh. at it. Go that exercise is like I'll put in a word. Can I? Does anybody own that word? From that's mine purposes? now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Transformer. There's lots of Transformers trademarks. I don't know this for a fact, but I feel like you have to trademark things or register those things in reference to a certain industry. There is a handful of Transformers trademarks that are outside of entertainment, but you can tell that the entertainment side of it has tried to gobble up everything they possibly can in, sure. in, in every certain industry. <laughs> I discovered there's a Transformers wordmark, and it's owned by Hasbro, that is in reference to beverages. I, what tipped me off, and maybe me want to dive a little deeper, was the, the description. A dairy-based beverage, vegetable-based food beverage, a fruit-based food beverage, yogurt-based beverages, coconut-based beverages, used as a milk substitute, milk beverages containing fruits, milk-based beverages containing fruit, peanut-based beverages, soy-based beverages, used as a milk substitute. Hasbro had that registered. <laughs> And I just looked Weird. it up. It took me down this rabbit hole, and I came across the company Drink and Play. <laughs> so this company called uh, Drink and Play. They're bottles. They, li- they license things and put it on bottles. But the concept behind oh, it is toys that the guy, there's a toy. And the, the guy who created this company, he was inspired
1: this package design. His wife <clears> was <throat>
0: pregnant, and he was like, <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking at it, drink and play. It's a surprise drinks, surprise drinks. dot com, and it basically is a, a a bottle that has like a little egg in the what
0: right. you say is yeah. the belly. Imagine, imagine
3: yeah. a hatchimal. Yeah, you so know,
0: imagine it, and so basically it was hatching. like. <laughs> inspired by his wife and her pregnant body and he created a whole i'm sure that has to be expensive to produce on a number of levels but he's got a lot of major licensed properties like all of Hasbro is contained i think there's my little pony stuff but there's tons of transformers stuff but and angry bird stuff but so basically wow. he's like Uh, You want to do a promotional thing, (laughs) let's put it out there in the market. And it's very tangentially related (laughs) to the topic of registered trademarks. (laughs) So so that's why we're talking about this. So then we get to person's fictional disclaimer. Characters and events in this motion picture are fictional, have no relation to any real persons, living or dead. This disclaimer dates back to 1932. There was a film called Rasputin and the Empress. The film insinuated that the character in the Princess Natasha was raped by Rasputin. Well, the inspiration for that character was Princess Irina Alexandrova. And she was still alive at the time. And she sued MGM for libel based on that. And the jury agreed that she had been defamed by the depiction of her character in that movie. She and her husband, they were awarded over a million dollars, ultimately, in damages and out-of-court settlements and all of that. So basically, this is boilerplate language that is put in every film. But there is an interesting history of uh, this language being satiricized. For example, South Park has a very famous version of this. All characters and events in the show, even those based on real people, are entirely fictional. All celebrity voices are impersonated poorly. poorly. That history of satiricizing that line goes way back to the Three Stooges. They had a parody of Nazi Germany. The, show, the episode was called You Nazi Spy, and their little Not version of the title. tagline was any resemblance between the characters in this picture and any person's living or dead is a miracle.
2: Okay, that's, I think that's kind of funny. It's not bad.
0: The sequel to that episode, I'll never hile again. Much better title. <laughs> totally. The characters in this picture are fictitious. Anyone resembling them is better off dead. Some recent examples of this: Michael Jackson's Thriller and American. A Werewolf. recent example. Well, and an American. Well, more recent than the th- fucking Three Stooges. I know. Uh, like. And also American Werewolf in London, both directed by John Landis. The disclaimer refers to persons living, dead, or
1: I don't know what you're talking John about. John
0: Landis, American Werewolf in London, th- Michael Jackson Thriller, Persons Living Dead, or... Undead? Thank you, Caleb. Okay. <laughs> I have nice no there. idea what sure. you did it. You know, you got to know. I thought that was some interesting history. Copyright protection warning. I want to say
3: something real quick yeah, about that. Uh, I, on uh, the Fargo TV series, as, as well as the movie, uh, they always say, the events depicted in this film took place in Minnesota in 1987. <laughs> or or whatever period that right, they're doing right. for that for that season. But they just say that, but it didn't really take place That's at all. Weird, right. <laughs> it's right. like yeah. the opposite. Yeah. But they make it
0: very formal. So yeah, it, it seems like
3: it puts you in the, right. a certain frame of mind. No, anyway, totally. I've never watched that show, but I'm sure a the tone of show.
0: I love the movie Fargo. Favorite TV series. Are the
3: Cohen brothers They're executive producers. They are. Okay, gotcha, gotcha they're, hev- gotcha, they're heavily involved.
0: Copyright protection warnings. Basically, this is your kind of uh no They like, don't, don't, don't. Don't, don't steal pirate this. this. Don't, don't do this. I researched it pretty thoroughly, but we are well within our fair use rights of all the shit it's that true. we ripped off from this Which movie. actually, America has some, some pretty loose cares? fair use
1: rights. <laughs>
0: and then we capped this off with the Hasbro and Sumbo copyright line. MCMLXXXVI. That's, can you guess what the Roman
1: numerals are? 1986. Good job. <laughs> I remember... As a kid, learning that, like learning Roman numerals and, and recognizing those as that's supposed to be the year uh, when watching Santa Claus the movie. I yeah. don't know why, but...
0: Final credit of this movie, which I would say it's poetic because it's the first credit. It bookends. Of the movie. We talked about it before. This is a DEG release. Way back in episode one, we talked about it. That is Dino De Laurentis's company he founded. It was a distribution and production company. For the purposes of this movie, there's not a lot out there on this, but I feel like DEG was basically the distribution arm of the company. I think the production was all funded by major studios that lost money. But for the purposes of marketing the film and actually getting it in theaters, logistically, DEG was responsible for that. And uh, I do like to talk about other movies that were in their canon. They had about maybe 20 or 30 mm-hmm. films that they were involved in in one way or another. But the ones that stand out just for me personally were Evil Dead 2, Earth Girls Are Easy, that had Jeff uh, Goldblum and
2: Bill, was Bill and Bill Pullman. No,
0: it had fucking, it did not have Jeff, did it have Jeff Goldblum? I, it, had <laughs> yeah, just, it had Jim <laughs> Carrey. It had Jim, yeah, it had Jim, Jim Carrey. Is Who weird. was the other sexy alien? Sexy comedy. Alien. Oh, we
1: had um uh Damon Wayans. Oh, there we go. Okay, and yeah. those were the three main what characters. S- right? Interesting comedy Yeah, real weird. The nineties.
0: <laughs> the the one that actually means the most to me. Well, Evil Dead Two. I that, uh, has. I mean, that's it yeah, ingrained awesome, in my soul. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, being a part mm-hmm. of that uh, canon of films, that mm-hmm. movie more. I would do a minute by minute Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's on Netflix. <laughs> At any rate, in 1987. Deg was falling apart. It was sixteen point five million dollars in debt. Uh, it had some of its films uh, performed lacklusterly. It's no disconnect that the year was nineteen eighty seven and this movie came out in nineteen eighty six. So this might have been one of the things that put the nail in their coffin. Uh, ultimately, <laughs> oh God. Yeah, Ultimately, they went bankrupt. <laughs> money. Their catalog of films was sold to a company called Paravision, and which is and that catalog is currently owned by Studio Canal. Transformers the movie. Uh, in 1986, was the 99th highest grossing movie. (laughs) That's that's a nice position. That's a glass half full.
3: Top 100. (laughs) It just eked it in. Cool. When you say Uh, it like that, it sounds positive.
0: (laughs) The Hasbro reportedly lost ten million dollars. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck! Based on the, we can't put it all in Transformers movie. Based on it was rolled up at this movie and My Little Pony the movie. Yeah, uh, that's like I said. That's uh, why GI Joe was direct to video. And that's what forced GI Joe to be direct to video. They had a Jim movie in production that got that's too bad killed. Uh,
1: Got it. It is <laughs> too bad. Actually, Jim is a great I, show. I like, be, it's legitimately yeah, I would a good
3: actually, show. I actually would have been interested to see what a Jim movie would oh, have Oh, man. Turned think out about how glossy it would have been. Oh, it would have been yeah, awesome. like Lisa, I feel like Lisa it, Frank would have hand animated every been, frame of I that think it would have been Herself, pretty, and, I, and I bet the soundtrack would be pretty damn cool. I had oh, a huge what an interesting on Jim. idea. I wonder how far that got into production. Uh, we'll have to do, let's, right. We should research it, that. I, That's an interesting I legit
1: love the name Jerrica. Like I, if if I had a daughter, I would name her Samara. But my second choice is Jerica.
3: J I M. speaking Jim's of a good, Jim's a good name. Jim Baloo... So many good Jims: <laughs> Balushi Jones, Crow.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the progression of that joke yeah. could not have been yeah. better. It's murdered yeah. nine
1: hundred people.
0: <laughs> so speaking of futures that could have been, D E G owned the rights to Total Recall, and they Whoa. went out. They went out of business. While they were in early production of that movie, and originally the Quaid character, played famously by Arnold Schwarzenegger, yep. Patrick Swayze was casted to play that role.
1: I would like to see that you could dance around yeah. those three titties. <laughs> <laughs> Much
0: more. Uh, I would love to see a Patrick Swayze Arnold Schwarzenegger dance off. I would
1: yeah. like to see Dirty Dancing only instead of Jennifer Grey, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. and Patrick Swayze. They would have a lot, of, a lot of. <laughs> I don't know if he could have lifted him like that. <laughs> oh man,
0: I bet he could have. Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. I don't Swayze, know. He don't was know. He he like was 250 strong. Pounds. Yeah, but Patrick Swayze is a pretty strong guy. I like, we saw, sure. like we saw, we saw his muscles in Roadhouse. He was, was, a road house. was, in, good he was in good shape. All right, not as good shape now. Uh, that is another could have been deg moment. But and and that is uh, Ryan. Uh, we we had to split up our topics here, and had, we challenged each other kind of to sign up for it on our shared drive. And Caleb was, didn't sign up for anything, so I knew what he was doing based on what was not signed oh. up for. <laughs> but but I, I created a section for some reason called Fade to Black, <laughs> <It was> called, <laughs> called Screen Blacks Out, yeah. and and Ryan, Ryan signed
3: up. Of course up he for did. It. Of course he did. And I was like, uh oh, <laughs> like, I, I, I should have patted down Ryan. I should have patted Ryan out. down for this part because Ryan's been threatening to kill himself when this thing ends. And I'm like, oh, this is.
0: I brought my own news. It yeah. As long as you don't take me with you you but yeah. <laughs> whatever you to no, we're it's all going choice. Choice. Tro- <laughs> <Fuck. laughs> um, so we've blacked out do you have something to talk about i, do. I wanted to
1: talk know. about credit movie credits in general all right um i don't know if you noticed but like old movies really don't have end credits like
2: if right. they do they're, they're front they're front loaded yes and there's so, not very many of them
1: yeah they're su- and they're super short at the end um listing uh cast and crew credits wasn't really established in movies in the u.s movies until like the 70s um most only had opening credits which i was sure that that the reason like that ending credits are so long is because of unions where it's like mm-hmm. you have to give everybody credit nope it's completely producer driven like mm-hmm. you can put ending credits for whatever you want it's only the opening credits that are under contract and union laws wow yeah
0: so it's just basically and that's why it's at the end i guess cuz it's a free for all
1: yeah it's basically like Prior to the 60s and 70s, the whole system of Hollywood was basically indentured servitude. I mean, to the point, like, we talked about scandals, but, like, people were told who to date, and you couldn't, had no compete contracts and stuff. Um, So I thought, well, maybe the credits would be something that would be good for business, you know, let people know what they were working on. But um, it'd be nice if that were true. But according to San Francisco State University film professor Joseph McBride, When freelancing replaced the studio contract system, studios and producers realized they could pay people less if they gave them credit. So the proliferation of credits went bananas in the 70s and 80s, to the point that now even the honey wagon driver is credited. Which is gross. Do you know what a honey wagon is?
3: Well... No, I don't want to know.
1: No, it, it's not that bad. It's a truck. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a real thing. It's a truck that collects a hu- and transports human waste, basically. Oh, okay. It's for septic tanks. Oh, I've never heard of it. Called the honey wagon. Honey right? wagon. Ironic name. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah I thought I it was expected. a sex thing, and I was disappointed. Yeah, I,
3: was, I, thought, I was thought it was too when you were getting. Do you know what a honey wagon yeah, is? Yeah, yeah and It set, felt like a setup. So no, that's I'm what dark. I. That's what I was. <laughs> t- <laughs> saying. So for once, Ryan didn't. Okay. I know. Yeah, it's the last episode. It's like it's. Yeah. Like, well, like, no, that's
1: what I was taken to calling my dick. Like whenever I want to fuck, I'm like, what you want to see the honey wagon it's pulling
3: into the station Uh, oh wait there he did it you're right sorry it -hmm. It had to happen I shouldn't have said anything
1: so I mean by this guy's what he said his quote it sounds like he might be a bitter actor (laughs) that has just kind of failed I mean it makes sense too uh, because like there are tons of times where at your job like they want to give you a title instead of an actual raise, yeah. which is definitely not a thing no, that it, I've just recently experienced. Yeah, I recently got stars. a bump in like level and a new title, and uh, they're like, "I'm like, does that come with any more money?" Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, more
0: like swap. thanks, great, more, like, great.
1: If people can get you to work harder.
2: The at a cheaper rate, that's, uh...
0: corporations
1: Market. are good, good things. It's just the it's just
0: how things work. It would ha- it's not just corporations. Uh, Don't act like some, like, I'm picturing, like, some Game of Thrones or, like, just Middle middle European, Middle Ages, like, market, and people are like, ah, come get your watermelons, uh, or whatever. They are? I don't know. Were there, hey, I would love to know if a watermelon ever made it to uh, the the Middle Ages uh, Europe. Okay. Probably not.
1: Yeah, there was the old-timey Gallagher. There had
0: to be... split it with a sword i like that concept on but an oversized let's, throne let's pick up on that later but my the job of selling things is to get the most out of things that you can get yeah and 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 pay the least to yeah. uh, produce it or, and, and distribute it yeah like that's, that's, that's how that's how that's just the nature of buying and selling it it's doesn't not, make it it's good not a corporate it's not a corporate thing well no it, it just is what it is I know it's but you like, can still think it's, it's not terrible or, it's not good or bad and now you I guess you can think it's terrible but this is all right never mind this is a con, not a
1: conversation I don't know for this uh, with Fox News Aaron over
0: oh, here jesus christ no, no I'm, not, I'm just saying that? it is what it is
2: it's just a, it, anyway, well, it's the credits, interesting to know
1: credits. Basically, the trend has been to get longer and longer in recent history. Like return. Well, no surprise. Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Those credits were nine and a half minutes long. That's long. Uh, Iron Man three was seven minutes. They had thirty seven hundred names on it. Uh, Alien versus Predator. Oddly, was twelve minutes long. Although this comes, this information comes from a forum where this is something that infuriates me. Uh, researching, especially if you're using forums, somebody asks a question, and then all the answers are like, I don't know, but here's what I think. I'm like, if you don't know, why are you answering the question? Yeah, It makes me it, it fills me with rage instantly. Is
3: there a particular scroll speed that those go at? Like, say what they're maybe varied. It's, maybe it's 12 minutes because it's an extra slow scroll. You
1: can scroll it however fast or slow you want. And
0: speed so that what shit it, up. So, do you have in your notes what the longest credits
1: are? That AVP 12 minutes is what I've been reading, but again, I can't get an official source on it. Are that. there
0: any stats on scroll speed? Like who's like, the, who's like scrolled, Caleb just asked. Well, no, but I mean, who scrolled the slowest? Oh, I didn't look that up. Who's no. got the
3: slowest
0: scroll? Slowest
1: scroll.
3: scroll. <laughs> slow scroll slow in the game. Your, hey, yo, slow, slow your scroll. I, I
0: do wonder, like, the when I think of like the obligations to show credits, because you know, when movies are put on to, adapted for television and edited, yeah. sometimes like the whole they play as much as the movie they can, but then they speed up the scroll speed and they'll yeah, put it on a the... tiny little frame <laughs> at the bottom of the Let's screen. Let's
3: start. Uh, podcast where we just talk about movie credits and we'll call it <laughs> slow your scroll that's
1: a great name nobody take that we're never gonna use oh it but that's amazing
3: God.
1: i'm glad you stuck around Caleb.
0: yeah for that. i do need to that
3: leave pretty good. quickly well i'm done <laughs> i'm done with the Doom, it made to black Eddie, and now i just have to blow my Eddie, brains Eddie, out no, no, ryan's still here please don't do that we have a lot more things ahead of us in life that i want you to be around for yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Right. But, yeah, I mean, we told everybody awesome. already that we're going yeah, we to continue the podcast. It's just going to be special to topics. And talking about whatever and it's just not going to be talking thing. about the movie. It's just going to be special that's topics. That's when we give Ernie a call. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we talked or about Mike, this early on. Or, or,
3: or uh. Mike. It'd be an insult to Mike Seibert. Like, uh. yeah, I'm sorry, Ernie.
0: We <laughs> should give Mike first dibs on the, as Ryan replacement if he's interested. That's only presuming he would be interested. I do not want to be presumptuous. Ernie even owns a just like me. And I don't want to be presumptuous that Ernie wants to join, but I feel like he is the, the right, like I feel like he might be the, the right easiest ship. transition. Right, mm-hmm. right, easiest transition. They it like, look a little similar. It would
3: be kind of like a curly to, to curly Joe or a curly to shimp, shimp <laughs> yes. situation. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think it would be smoother than that.
3: I think. I hope so. It'd be like but curly was, and burly. Because I did not like. <laughs> and that they try to. <laughs> yeah, shimp, shimp is weird. Yeah. That disrupts the flow. Curly Joe is worse though. <laughs> Curly
1: Joe
0: This is the oldest
3: man conversation. Yeah, I remember that we from had. Curly to Shimp to Curly I Joe. I don't even remember there Curly a guy Joe. There was Okay, I'm sorry. I'm Do not Controversially,
1: up on that. I <laughs> hate the Three Stooges.
0: I like Curly. I think okay. that's the only way it should
1: be. It seems like that's a joke in movies and 80s TV of like men love the Three Stooges and women hate it and I'm like I don't like it. Yeah. I'm not going to act... I don't have a problem with it, is I guess where
0: I
2: would it doesn't
1: stand on me, that issue. It doesn't make me as mad as people answering forum questions, but.
3: <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. Like, why, why do you hate it? I don't, I don't hate it, I just don't
1: think... I just don't enjoy it. You just find
3: the humor in it, I agree. I, I, I It's just too out of My dad com- likes it a lot. Again, yeah. my dad likes it a lot, and I like it because he thing, likes man. it, and there's parts of it where I see it, I'm, I I, find it humorous because I know my dad would really find it funny. That's, that's, gotcha. that's how I like
0: it. So... I think just uh, over time, it's lost all the relevance, basically. <laughs> so I, is that the... I mean, like right? everything,
1: it
0: f- will soon be forgotten. Like, <laughs> we're talking about something that's not really relevant at all. So if you're a co- a co- if your whole life is dedicated to talking about something that's irrelevant on a greater level, but your commentary is less relevant than the thing it is oh, that yeah. you're actually reviewing. So it's like a train of, like... Worthlessness. Just it's just.
3: I like how right? it's guys, just a Russian doll like, system of worthlessness. I love how we're finishing this whole oh, thing on man. a very down, ex, down I am a little exis, depressed. existential note. I think it's great. <laughs> I yeah. don't
0: feel good. Is, is there really a? Purpose? Let's build it up. Let's build it up. This has been a crazy project. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Been, I don't even. I, mean, I know. Up to now, it's been and fun. I, yeah, <laughs> and I. And no, I don't even really. Know this is a, a big deal. Like yeah. we, we, we should. Or has, uh, it been, or
3: has it been a complete waste of time? <laughs> Is there purpose to any well, of no. this? Well, no. Right.
0: The purpose is what we make of it. It's true. And, and I think... Just like our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, we're the only people start to finish to have done this yep. thing. So that's noteworthy. Yeah. We were at TFCon. That was a fun exercise. Yeah. I feel like we've started a template for that exercise we could continue to do that and create new content just based on that kind of like we have content forum. That,
3: we have content we cut out that we could put that's back true yet.
0: we have legitimate content we cut we, we cut out a lot of good stuff for you know? the for the panel and, yeah. and uh and, but the process of making was fun caleb they suck his dick he <laughs> wrote the two game show segments. He wrote all yep. the trivia questions and wrote the script. But don't get me wrong, we had feedback and input, yeah. but we worked <laughs> together. Course. It was a collaboration. But Caleb headed up that thing, and that was one of my favorite. Like the That's writing not. on that was just like well, I thought you, your jokes. The were voice funny. actor trivia was the great. voice sure. actor trivia was great. I liked well, your we, script. I like the whole idea of the fucking la- Orson Welles last role. I'm so stupid. That is the most intellectual. Caleb jokes. is a big fan.
1: Uh, <laughs> I noticed this of like it's, it's like vaudeville beat, beat, beat. Yeah, joke payoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Sure, he's, and he's good at it. I build, I build it. You know? <laughs> but, it but what I mean, obviously, I uh, will turn on and suck your guys' dicks too. Uh, yeah. you guys, bang, the, bros. You guys have put a, You're you you've put a lot of crea- a lot of work into this from a creative standpoint with your artwork. And also with your planning. Yeah. And um, I mean, we made a thing happen. But, I guess uh, there's no way to end this without it
0: sounding melancholy in some way or another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I think laughs> because it's not really ending. I mean,
1: it's just this project.
3: Yeah. 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 We're still here. We're going to do yeah. stuff. This, yeah. We're just, it's amazing. I, w- I will
1: ask our listeners and I'll ask you two right now. I asked Caleb this last night, but it, I know that a ton of people do this, but I feel like we're different in that this podcast is more, is a lot about our friendship
3: while we're talking to right. the,
1: about the movie. But would you be interested in, in doing reviews of the show? Uh,
3: of, of the Transformers show? Transformers show. I don't know. You go ahead. I don't know. I don't know. It's I'm I'm I don't have any better idea. <laughs>
1: I would like also again, we've said this before, but I'd like to do a mini mini series on the G.I. Joe movie, like maybe three episodes or something
3: like sure, that. Sure, absolutely.
0: So I'd say we could review the show,
1: but I wouldn't want
0: to say we're gonna start at episode one and go all the way yeah. to episode end. I would say like we just pick ones that we think are crazy or wild or that we like for one reason. I would say going forward, special topics is how I would characterize it, which means it could be anything as long as it's tangentially related. And that might be like, guys, do you remember the Golden Lagoon? And no, I know I, that's a I know that's I a pop know, I've cultural. Been there. I know that <laughs> God damn it. It's all that we uh, all kinds of people. There are other podcasts that already do that. And I also just don't want to do something that people are doing already. That's kind of it. And I feel like nobody is really doing, like, a, just pick a special topic that you want to talk about, and we're going to put it out there once a month, and it's going to be tied to Transformers. Or At this point, I guess it's like, if you like our voice, we'll continue to put out conversations and dialogue about things. What if the overwhelming related... response is, no! <laughs> we're
3: yeah. going to do more stuff. We heard. don't know what it is yet. Yeah. But it's going to be tangentially related. <laughs> and... Um...
2: Just, God, is just, that just it? stay
3: tuned. <laughs> well, okay. So we've
0: talked a few topics. Transformers the movie, or I'm sorry, G.I. Joe the movie, yes. Transformers episode, yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like I wrote down, I think there's just general conversations. I've always, I kept wanting to have this conversation around uh, who, if we were to pick our dream team of like creatives to, to actually turn this into a movie in the modern era, basically not Michael Bay, uh who would that dream team of people be? Directors, producers, visual people. Like uh I think there's plenty to talk about memories. As as Mike Seibert would say, there's still plenty of meat on the bone of this Transformers movie. I've never heard him say that. Continue, well, he said it to me while we were at TF. <laughs> okay. when we were trying to talk about this very topic of what's next. But anyway, right. but anyway, so don't I think I think the key thing is don't unsubscribe. Stay with us and look us. forward to whatever shits we do. It, it it it'll be fun. It'll be good. I feel like uh,
3: something's being queued up that we should. No, I'm, you just keep talking. All right. Uh, I was just slowly bringing in the background of a, just of a of wind blowing in a blizzard. <laughs> okay.
1: God. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're in a Russian novel.
2: <laughs> okay. It's,
0: it's, it does make things feel deeper. Like, it just a little below the surface. Autopod Decepticast, Below the Surface, our new series where we dive deep into topics of our choosing. Guys, we're an iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> Social media. At Apod
1: buy our stuff at the Twitter store our please at autopondescepticast.com
0: store please do do that because it'll help support the show and it's I, it, unquestionably high quality material uh, and uh, keep rating and subscribing yeah tighten your jackets <laughs> it's, it's cold out there today it's cold out there every day what is this beach? if there's somebody knocking at your door let them in and, and, and <clears> warm <throat> themselves the hearth of your your hearth fire and heart <laughs> And 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 keep being good to each other, but, and most of all, keep listening to the show.
1: Yeah, thank you, thanks, thank you, thank you <laughs> thank everybody, you for your and support. We will, we'll still be around, less. <laughs> but uh, all right, thanks for listening. Less we appreciate you
0: all. Caleb,
3: bye, everybody. Bye, right. bye, 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 it's right. It's right. bye. Thanks, Ryan. Bye.
1: Bye. And that's it. It's a wrap. It just fades out slowly like a sad guttering candle. The shit show that was this deep dive of a children's movie finally gets put out of its misery. And guess what, listeners? The hemorrhoids that are Aaron, Caleb and Ryan promised to release my soul from this prison of indentured servitude limbo. But like nearly everything in their miserable, pathetic, pointless lives, they fell short and didn't follow through. So fuck them, fuck this, and I hope they die real soon. Farewell, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully forever. Bro cells,
2: bro cells, where we sell good. <laughs>